Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. We appreciate Cliff McLean from Die Hard MMA for joining us in that last segment. I got all the help a man could ever ask for. I got Kenny spinning the wheels. I got Jake producing the action with my co-host Brendan Tobin. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and you for the next hour and change talking a little fighting. And the odds are officially out for a fight that we've all been looking forward to, Brendan. Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. Now, we all knew, I think, at least I think we all knew, O'Malley was likely to be an underdog in this fight. According right now to BetMGM, he is a plus 220 to take Aljamain Sterling's belt. If you want to bet, bet on the champion... He's minus 375. Let's do a little segment called, Does This Dog Bite? I want to talk underdogs here, because I know you like to play yourself a good underdog when you're trying to make a little money. Let's start with that one. Sean O'Malley, plus 220. Does that dog bite? You're muted. No, I don't think so, Sean. Excuse me for that. Sorry, I muted at uh, last segment. Uh, no, I don't think uh, I, I will play Sean O'Malley there, and uh, I'm sure Word will get back to him, which is uh, not to say that he's not a, uh, a a talented fighter. I just think that of Aljamain Sterling. He's got too many ways to go get the victory here. Uh, I don't think that he's going to play a striking game with him. I think he's going to you know take him down, you know, drag this thing through deep waters. So I, I just I, I don't find it tempting enough to go there with him. I also wonder what the fight's going to look like according to the numbers on fight night because we're talking about Sean O'Malley, who's definitely at this point, if you want to call him a top three most popular fighter, top ten most popular fighter, we agree he's a very popular fighter. And then you've got Aljamain Sterling, who everybody loves betting against, and they have for a long time now. So plus 220 on O'Malley probably feels like it's going to be closer to like plus 200, two to one by the time the fight goes around. What I'm telling you is get in where you fit in. If you like O'Malley, get it now because I don't see him becoming any more of an underdog than he already is. We spent a few minutes would earlier you? talking about, yeah, you know I would. Yeah, plus 220. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it's a close fight, I'm not saying there's any funny business in the Piotr Jan fight. But couldn't you kind of see the result being the same thing? And I don't know if the judges are swayed or I don't know if it's just the energy in the building. But what I'm telling you is if the fight is close, and O'Malley does get in close fights, even when he's lost. It's not like, you know, he's been in close fights. Doesn't mm -hmm. it feel like he's probably going to get the decision? Uh, I definitely can see what you're saying there. But typically, 
you know, when you see a guy has a big grappling advantage, like in this fight, that typically is where like, you know, I don't care how much more popular you are. Judges usually are going to go with the guy who's got control on the ground. You know, well, like he's going to have to, yeah, re- yeah. he's going to have to really, he's going to have to really do some flashy stuff. Cause I think that's the thing with Sean is he does some really th- flashy things that really catches the attention of the crowd, the judges, but I just don't, I don't see that being the style of fight. Has Aljo fought this style of fighter? Like we look back and we go, all right, Piotr Jan, he's great, but there was the head kick and then the rematch and all that. We go back to like, uh, you know, you can basically break that. The, the TJ Dillashaw fight, and we say, yeah, but Dillashaw Corey came Sand- in. I mean, yeah, probably Sand- the best thing like, was Corey Sagan probably- and choked him out. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. He did. He did. But I think O'Malley, he poses he poses different threats than a lot of the fighters that Aljo, especially just like you mentioned with his size and his range, right? Like O'Malley's a much taller fighter than a lot of these other guys that Aljo stepped in there with. So we'll see if it matters. We'll see if the, the if the reach and the distance and the size matter at all. I'm just talking about underdog money. If you're going to give me plus 220 on the Sugar Show, and we agree that if it comes down to a decision, a close one, he probably gets it. That's too tasty for me not to take. However, Alexander Volkanovsky, UFC 290, is a minus, wait for it, 450 right now at BetMGM. You can get Yair Rodriguez on the comeback as an underdog at plus 325. I don't think it's going to take a lot of convincing for you to take Yair at plus 325, right? The man who sold me was Max Holloway. You know, like when, when Max has got the, uh, the respect of Yair and saying that he could do something against Volk. And like, look, Volk has not been an invincible fighter. We've seen him in some vulnerable spots. You know, Max Holloway, though he, he hasn't gotten the win, many people thought that in somewhere in those series, other than the third one, he should have gotten his hand raised. He's had success against Alexander Volkanovsky is what I'm trying to oh, say. Sure. Brian Ortega... You know, very different fighter from Yair Rodriguez, but has put Volkanovsky in uncomfortable spots. As Clint was telling us, Islam, put him in an uncomfortable spot. So I do think that Yair being so unorthodox, being so weird, um, especially early in the fight, maybe he could catch him with something. I don't know if he could win a decision against Volkanovsky, but man, could he be finally somebody who could put him away with Something crazy, Sean, a flying knee, a wheel kick, something he doesn't see, an up elbow. One of those crazy exchanges that Yair gets, that's not tasty enough for you to let the dog bite? I don't know what is, dude. He's Because you're talking about one of the most unconventional fun fighters out there. Volkus is so headstrong, and I mean that in the literal and figurative sense both, right? Like, we know how tough he is mentally, and also Brian Ortega was trying to squeeze that guy's head right off of his body, and if you're not going to tap, when your head turns completely purple like that and it's sunk in for that long. I don't know how he actually gets beat. I know that the scorecards tell me that he lost his last fight against Islam, but you and I both agree that if he didn't win that fight, damn, he looked pretty good and it was close. So I don't think I can pay the minus 450 for Volk, though. That's just a little bit too expensive of a price. I think that dog bites at plus 325. All right, here's a dog that I wonder if you think still bites because this is an old dog. I'm talking about Lassie, old yeller. I mean, this thing's old. Tony Ferguson versus Bobby King Green. You can get El Kikui at UFC 291 at BetMGM right now at plus 235. You got to pay minus 330 for Bobby Green. Does that Tony Ferguson dog have any bark, any bite left? 
Man. Probably not. But I I do oh, feel man. like he's got a he's got a beatable guy here in Bobby Green. That's not like yes. it's not the creme de la creme. Like I I you know, he gives me some kind of crazy interview during the week, or I watch him, I don't know, build himself a treehouse that he, you know, stood on his head and like, I don't know, juggled knives while he was training, whatever some weird thing that El Kakui did. I can see myself being like, you know what, let me throw something down on him. You know, maybe he catches him with a, with a weird submission or something like that. I obviously, again, is dealing with some personal stuff where he had the DUI in the, in the lead up to this thing. So that's not great. I think he like flipped his truck or something like that. But, you know, Bobby Green is beatable. I, like, I don't think he's – it's not like he's taken on, like, one of the best dudes in the division. He's taken on basically a gatekeeper. Um, so, yeah, maybe the old dog has got one left in him. You want one of the best dudes in the division? I got it for you. I'm talking about friend of the show, Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker at UFC 290. Now, you got to pay for him, minus 360. However, the dog named Drakus – Duplessis, plus 295. And, dude, I have been riding this dog. He has been making me money. And as much as I love Robert Whitaker, I think this dog bites, man. If you're going to give me three to one on Duplessis, I got to play it. I get you. I got to see it from him against Bobby Knuckles. Like, I, And he's got a lot riding here because he's basically got the champion saying that, hey, you got a title shot waiting for you if you beat this guy. Hell, if you beat Robert Whitaker, you probably deserve it. One million. But I've only seen one guy really make Robert Whitaker look human, and that is the champ himself right now. I don't know, man. I, I you know, I'll probably end up looking at what some of the props are going into that night on where I can make some money on Bobby Knuckles, but just you know, straight up on the money line, even at that near three to one, I'm not ready to to give it to DDP yet. I can't uh I, I don't think he can bite bite out the the Reaper. You mentioned Israel Adesanya has Robert Whitaker's number. They fought twice. He's beat him twice. If if Whitaker wins this fight, does he get a third crack at Stylebender? Probably not. Like, I don't know. Then I guess you probably go searching to Hamzat land. Like, I don't know where they go if Drickus can't get it done. Um, but, no, I don't think so. I just feel like he's he's had his crack at him. Um and I don't, I don't think it really interests Izzy. I don't know if it interests me. Hamzat Land sounds like an amusement park that I have to get to at some point in my Terrifying. life. That place, dude, it sounds just crazy, right? Like these roller coasters are like literally hitting the clouds. Brendan Tobin, sports machine, Sean Levine. All right, does this dog bite? Friend of the show, Cheeto Vera, plus 275 against Henry Cejudo at minus 330. I know that dog's bite. Yeah, just because I love him, though. Like, I'm very biased on this, but I do I do stick to what I said. Yeah, I do stick to what I said earlier in that he's got a lot to prove. Um, but the thing with him is he's a vicious KO artist. And so you're going into this against uh, uh, Henry Cejudo, who, hey, maybe he's a little long in the two. He didn't look fantastic his last fight against Aljo. Did definitely have some rust. Now, maybe you start thinking the rust is shaking off here. He's a little bit more into to, to the normalcy and the routine of everything. Um, but, yeah, Cheeto's just got – he's got such vicious KO ability that I think it's worth it. You know I like big dogs, right? You know that I've got three dogs. They each weigh over 150 pounds. I'm an insane person. They run my life. I got a big dog for you right here. Treshawn Gore at UFC 290 taking on another friend of the show, 
Bo Nickel. Wait till you hear what you have to pay for Bo Nickel. Right now, he's a minus 12.50 favorite. So if you're just tuning in and you're like, what are all these numbers? What's this guy talking about? If you want to win $100, you have to risk $1,250. And if Bo Nickel wins, you get that back plus your 100. Treshawn Gore, the biggest dog I got, plus 800. You biting? Nah. I mean, like, it's almost like, and it's not fun if you're betting on Bo Nickel because, like, he just seems like the, the unstoppable prospect right now. But, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, I don't, wasn't there a guy this week who, like, bet, I don't know what it was, like 60 grand to win, a th- to win like, 300 on Wimbenyama taking number one? Like, that's, like, what this is. Like, you're betting on Bo Nickel. It's as sure a thing as it gets right now. Treshawn Gore is, is you know, a, a good fighter, a nice fighter. Bo Nickel, everybody kind of sees as like the it dude. Like if he, if Treshawn's got, he's got to hit him with something Bo's just not ready for, or like you know, really put him in danger early. I made a little money on uh, Victor Wembanyama going number one. Also, I was on Bet MGM. I put down a solid twenty bucks to get me back a dime. That's right. I won wow. ten cents because Victor Bet Wembanyama was the number one overall pick. Oh, you think that's silly? How's this coming up next? We're gonna fight you and I right here. You're locked into the BetQL Network.